Dallas-Fort Worth. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday, it's May 28th. Good to be with you, and a happy, almost unofficial start of summer. And moving into the Memorial Day weekend, we'll be off on Monday for the holiday. And if you're doing any traveling, be safe, but stay tuned, of course, always to EWTN. And as for the intercession of a beautiful saint, and I don't know if uh, too many people know about her, but this is a, a really cool story, and I have to give credit to uh, my publicist and literary agent, Gail Coniglio, for finding this, uh, talking about the intercession of St. Bona, B-O-N-A, of Pisa, mystic and visionary from her childhood, a Third Order Augustinian, she went to the pilgrimage, did a pilgrimage, excuse me, to the Holy Land at age 14, traveling to see her father who was fighting in the Crusades. On the way home, she was captured and imprisoned by Islamic pirates in the Mediterranean, but was rescued by fellow residents of Pisa. She also did a pilgrimage to Rome, to Santiago along Santiago de Compostela, and she did that nine times, leading groups of pilgrims each time, which led to several areas of her patronage. So... She is a patron of air hosts, air hostesses, air stewards, couriers, flight attendants, guides, pilgrims. She's also the patron of Pisa, Italy, stewardesses, and travelers in general. So this is a, a very interesting, and I love the saints. We have over 10,000 saints in the Catholic Church, and we can learn so much from each of them. So she is one of the patrons of travelers and she was chosen by John the 23rd actually canonized by him back in 1962 Saint Bona of Pisa pray for all the travelers that are heading out this memorial weekend so I thought that was kind of neat I also mentioned this in my uh, tease tea time which is a relatively new newsletter that I started last year just full of all kinds of inspirational nuggets and you'll have some links to some cool stuff um, coming up, including some things already done in EW Chen that I want to remind you of. So I've got some links in there, and you can check that out for free. It's on my Facebook page, Facebook at MrsTeresaTomio.com. You can also sign up for my free newsletter. Just go to TeresaTomio.com. Okay, what's up on the menu today? Great show. As always, always enjoy our conversations with Doug Keck, who is the Chief Operating Officer and President of EWTN. He joins us on Fridays, taking time out of his very busy schedule to chat about what's coming up on the network, what you can look forward to, different projects, documentaries, different programs. And we always get his take on things in the world, too. He's got some great insights and commentaries that he always joins with us in conversation, so it's always interesting to chat with Doug. At the bottom of the hour, Dr. Grazier Pozo Christi has done a fantastic opinion piece that was posted a few days ago on National Review talking about Catholic schools are now pushing, not all obviously, but some, and there's a growing concern about this, are pushing critical race theory. theory. So she's going to be talking to us about this issue and what we can do about it and how we need to speak up uh, in terms of what's happening in our Catholic schools. Uh, for Fact Check Friday, there's a couple of stories I want to talk to you about. Uh, a new story that just broke late yesterday how one conservative news outlet, Daily Caller, is suing the mayor of Chicago for race discrimination. 
because uh, she won't speak with this reporter in a one-on-one interview because he is white. Now, you may remember uh, we were talking last week about the fact that Mayor Lightfoot said because she's upset that there aren't enough uh, minority journalists in Chicago, she is only going to accept invitations for one-on-one interviews from reporters of color. So she's been very strongly criticized for trying to address diversity with less diversity. We discussed this last week, if you recall, with Raymond Arroyo from EWTN. But she's still, you know, digging in her heels and saying, nope, you know, the journalists have to get a memo. Well, she's getting apparently a memo, a legal one, from this outlet that's filing suit. We'll mention that. And then you may have heard in the promos that we did for Catholic Connection uh, yesterday that there was a very interesting development on 60 Minutes last weekend. Not a fan of their work. Years ago, I was when they, I thought, were doing you know some decent investigative reporting. They did some things well in a report they put out on the many, 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 many tragedies that are occurring with so many young people thinking the answer to life's problems is to you know, try to change their sex, which obviously we know they can't do, you can't change your DNA. But they go through these, these um, very, very uh, damaging hormonal treatments and surgeries, thinking that they're going to find you know, their, their lifelong dream and all their problems will go away. Well, 60 Minutes actually talked to several young people who are now detransitioning. They basically had this life-altering, uh, very dangerous and dramatic surgery, but found that it didn't make them happy. And now they went back to right to being a male or a female when they originally started out that way. Um, I'm just trying to word this, you know, tightly so we can get through into the news. But there were some very interesting statements made. Now the LGBTQ community is pushing back very hard against this report. And a couple of things I'll discuss in two cents, not two cents, but uh, fact check Friday. Hopefully we'll have time. How CBS News knew they were going to get pushed back because you just can't talk about people who have issues, just like still in the abortion industry. They ignore the women and men who talk about their association with abortion, how painful it was, and how that did not solve their problems either. They only want to paint a particular picture that everything is wonderful and great and life is, you know, anew and and everything is, you know, coming up roses once you do this, that, or the other thing. So on that end, the fact that it even got out there is pretty amazing in terms of the way we haven't been allowed to talk about it in the secular media, right? People have been shut down. But on the other hand, they also, and the Federalists did a really good summary on this, they also, uh, I think, made a lot of huge errors. But the point that they are putting the stories out there of people who are disillusioned by this whole quote-unquote transgender ideology, I think that at least is a start. And hopefully this will be the crack that will start more stories getting through. Okay? So we'll talk about that in two cents as we wrap up a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. It is a, a big, big news day. Uh, a lot of news going on, so we need to get to that right away so we can have as much of it as possible before we break and talk with, of course, Doug Keck. It's a Friday. It's now seven minutes past the hour. Wishing you a blessed and a peaceful Memorial Day weekend. Let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Friday. A really nice summary on Catholic News Agency regarding more Catholic bishops speaking out in support of continuing as planned with the process to address Eucharistic coherence, namely Christian life and worthiness to receive communion. The bishops reacting after an American Cardinal's letter asked the bishops' conference, the president, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles, to postpone discussions. As CNN explains, now we have Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland, Oregon, 
along with Bishop James Connolly of Lincoln, Nebraska, supporting the discussions to go on as planned, along with Bishop Thomas Paprocki of Springfield in Illinois, voicing support for Archbishop Gomez. In a May 25th statement, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni of San Francisco telling the Catholic News Agency he was deeply grieved by what he said was the rising public acrimony among bishops and the adoption of behind-closed-doors maneuvers to interfere with accepted, normal, agreed-upon procedures of the USCCB. And Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, voicing support for Archbishop Cordelioni on Twitter, saying this week on Wednesday, Thank you, Archbishop. I am with you. Let us be pastors. Pope Francis will lead the faithful in praying the rosary on the last day of May, as Christopher Wells with Vatican News reports is concluding a month-long marathon of prayer on the resumption of social and work-related activities around the globe after the coronavirus. On the final night of the month-long marathon of prayer, Pope Francis has asked that an image of Our Lady Untire of Knots be set up in the Vatican Gardens, which will serve as an open-air shrine for the occasion. The Holy Father has always had a strong devotion toward the image, which comes originally from Augsburg, Germany. The 18th century painting shows the Blessed Virgin Mary untying knots in a white ribbon held by two angels, surrounded by biblical scenes expressive of hope, mercy, and victory over evil. Pope Francis has chosen five special prayer intentions for the concluding ceremony, five knots to be untied. The first is wounded relationality, loneliness, and indifference, which have grown worse during the pandemic. The second knot is unemployment, especially the challenges facing young people, women, and fathers of families, as well as those facing businessmen working to defend and protect their employees. The drama of violence, especially violence that originates in the home, violence against women, and violence that comes as a result of social tensions exacerbated by the current crisis, is the third knot. The Pope's fourth intention relates to human progress, which should be supported by scientific research in such a way that discoveries might be accessible to all, and especially the weakest and the poorest. Finally, the Pope will pray for pastoral care, that Catholic communities might regain their enthusiasm and feel a new impetus in all areas of pastoral life. At the conclusion of the celebration on Monday evening, Pope Francis will solemnly crown the image of Mary Untire of Knots. Pope Francis, meanwhile, appointing Archbishop Arthur Roche yesterday as a prefect of the Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of Sacraments. He's the current secretary for the congregation, succeeding Cardinal Robert Seurat, who served as its prefect for six years until the Pope accepted his resignation back in February at the age of 75. The Vatican announcing the English Archbishop's appointment yesterday. Roche is 71 and has worked in the Divine Worship Congregation since his appointment by Benedict XVI in 2012. During a visit with his Rwandan counterpart, the President of France, Emmanuel Macron, saying he recognizes, as Lucy Huff tells us, his country's role in Rwanda's genocide and is now hoping and asking for forgiveness. For decades, Rwanda has accused France of complicity in the 1994 genocide in which more than 800,000 were slaughtered. He recognized the extent of France's responsibilities, admitting that his country had failed to listen to warnings. Rwandan President Paul Kagame said Rwandans could not forget, but could forgive. France will shortly name a new ambassador to the country, the first accredited envoy to Rwanda since 2014. San Jose, California, remains a community very much in shock and mourning after nine people were killed 
in a mass workplace shooting at a Valley Transportation Authority light rail maintenance yard. A candlelight vigil held just outside of City Hall last night. The mayor, Sam Licardo, among those who spoke. We're here together as one community. We're here because members of our community, our colleagues, our family members, our friends, our loved ones are suffering. Investigators say the gunman was a highly disgruntled employee, and it's believed he actually targeted all nine of his victims before taking his own life on Wednesday morning. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is not budging on forming an independent commission to investigate the January 6th riot on the Capitol. McConnell saying it's unnecessary and it's more about politics than anything else. I do not believe the additional extraneous commission that Democratic leaders want would uncover crucial new facts or promote healing. Speaking on the Senate floor, McConnell noting a massive ongoing investigation by the Justice Department and said hundreds of people have already been charged. The Senate is expected to take a big procedural vote today on forming a bipartisan commission. Sixty votes are required to move it forward and most Republicans are opposing it. As restrictions are eased and businesses reopen, the restaurant industry has a unique opportunity for growth. Mark Hamrick with Bankrate.com says restaurants have in some ways been given a gift in at least one sense. Instead of only basically having indoor dining, many have added business outside the restaurant, adding sort of a bit of European flair. And then there's the whole delivery and takeout business that full-service restaurants in the past basically didn't have. He says those innovations and change brought about by the pandemic are going to stick with the industry. He says this means that restaurant owners have a chance to ring in greater sales. And finally, in our news segment at 13 minutes past the hour, a Friday morning, May 28th, most Americans who do plan getaways this holiday weekend will be doing so by car. We're looking at potentially 37 million people uh, taking a trip this uh holiday weekend and over 34 million of those folks are going to do it in a car. AAA's Andrew Gross says that 34 million Americans will drive 50 miles or more from Memorial Day weekend, even with gas at a six-year high of just above $3 a gallon. He also said advanced bookings show Americans are returning to some of their favorite places, including Orlando, Las Vegas, Palm Springs, and Myrtle Beach. AAA believes a high number of Americans traveling by car, indicating they're still aware of the coronavirus, but they want to be safe. However, they're not going to let that keep them at home this Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer. Fourteen minutes past the hour before we head out for the weekend. We always catch up with Doug Keck. He's the president and chief operating officer of EWTN and graciously spends his time with us on Fridays to give you a little scoop of what's coming up. He'll be right up after the break. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hello, this is Steve Ray from Footprints of God Pilgrimages. Our Wisconsin pilgrimage is already sold out. 
But our St. Augustine trip was such a success that we're starting another one in November 1st through the 4th. The beginning of the Catholic history of our country, the first parish and the first parish mass. Great place. Also, three trips to the Holy Land, a St. Paul cruise and Lourdes and Fatima. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in Thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back. 16 minutes past the hour. It was great to chat with Doug Keck, Chief Operating Officer and President of EWTN. Gosh, I can't believe it's uh, the end of the Marian month of May. I suggested in my newsletter that folks take a look at um, the interview that I was allowed to do. I'm so grateful for the opportunity I had uh, through your Facebook page, uh, Doug at EW10 interview. Sister Angela, the postulator of the cause, uh, fascinating uh, woman, brilliant, and very involved in the cause, of course, of uh, Sister Lucia. So I, I put that in my newsletter if people didn't get a chance to see it because she's just incredible. And I know you've done more with her on the network as well. Oops, Doug, are you there? We did some programs on Fatima. There you are. You hear me? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we certainly did some programs on Fatima over the years since she's been uh, featured. The Friars did some, and, and then obviously when this opportunity came up, uh, and we were happy to have you participate and, and, and feature you as the person doing the interview for us. So that was great. She was really, I, I have to have her back on because she's so knowledgeable. And she was also mm-hmm. the postulator for uh, the other two seers as right, well, right. Yeah, which is right. um, amazing. But the the month of May, so much going on. What will we see wrapping up our, our Marian programming this weekend? Sure. Well, of course, Mary means Jesus uh, connection. So the Global Family Eucharistic Holy Hour is happening. Uh, so people can look forward to that. That's today at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, featuring children from around the world. We've also got a new documentary on the Passion of St. Joan of Arc that is premiering as well. That's going to be on Monday itself and Memorial Day weekend. We haven't forgotten about that, of course. We've got a couple of programs coming up armed with the faith, the Knights of Columbus and the military, also Frontline Fathers. Look for those airing on the 30th and the 31st, respectively. We've also got the... uh, Holy Rosary to end the pandemic that's mm-hmm. coming up on the 31st as well. And uh, something we've talked about for a while in preparation for Corpus Christi is the Blessed Carlo Acutis Week oh. that's uh, starting on the 1st. And we've got uh, several documentaries. I Am With You is one. Blessed Carlo Acutis from London to the World. Signs, Eucharistic Miracles, another one. And Journey with Carlo and My Highway to Heaven, Carlo Acutis and the Eucharist. So those are uh, all be running uh June 1st through the 5th 
around. Uh, check the actual time because it changes on uh, day by day. So go to EW10.com. And uh, next week on EW10 Live, we're going to have somebody who has been on a while, Ken Howell, uh, an old friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to be on talking about uh, devotions of Catholics and, uh, and the love for Eucharistic adoration, which is always popular. And, of course, uh, next week we also have a program on the Ugandan martyrs people look mm. forward to uh, as well. I know you were talking about Rwanda there, but right. certainly Ugandan martyrs. And we're happy to announce that we are working. It's it's in post-production now with Immaculate on the Rwandan uh, oh, really? uh, martyrs and the, and the seers. And so we'll actually have... Uh, uh, be able to present actually what those apparitions were about, what Our Lady said, etc. So we're, we're excited about that as well. Yeah, wow, that's going to be fascinating. So when will that? Do you have any idea when that will uh, be on? I the think air it's going to be in the. I think it's going to be in October or November, I believe. But I'll have to check with uh, John Elson, who's uh, coordinating all of that. Yeah, and she's got such a powerful witness. Um, her book, Left to Tell. I think I read it in like you know right. in one sitting. Just incredible. And, and that's why when we went to do it, we said we've got to do it with her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of, of the military, I'm so glad to see you you featuring uh, the Frontline Fathers because the military, I think, um, really doesn't get the respect to the members of the military, those who gave their lives for our country, uh, the respect that they deserve. Years ago, a good friend of mine, and you know him well, Steve Ray, uh, sure. told me that what he often does, and he got into the habit of doing this, and so he got me into the habit, when he sees someone in uniform at the airport or whatever, he will go up to that person and thank them for serving. So Service. I started doing that. And it's interesting because when you first start to approach them, they look at you like, uh oh, <laughs> what's going right. to happen? Because <laughs> they're so concerned. And then I just say, I just want to say thank you for defending our country. Thank you for your service and for your sacrifice. And they're like, oh, you're so welcome. You know, but I think that's a great thing to do. And I'm Absolutely. glad that you're bringing up these things and reminding us of of the sacrifices. Right, and we've always tried to work with the military archdiocese over the years to highlight. Um, the great work that they do because it's very very difficult because especially uh, a Catholic presence in the military from a priest's uh, perspective is is very low and and most of the uh, ministers or pastors and those who are in the chaplaincy are not Catholics and these days um, as we know from some of the woke cartoons that have been pushed out there uh, promoting uh, becoming a, um, a person in the military uh, boy do we need some straight truth of Christianity and certainly Catholicism for people to be uh, fed on a regular basis because if you're that starving that you believe this other stuff, you know, we know we're in trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad to me in terms of um, the attacks on our military and, and, and what people are saying about them and what they don't understand. And also, I've spoken to um, the wives of those in the military. They have a special conference uh, for Catholic women whose mm-hmm. husbands are, are in the military and, and often are doing a lot of things on their own and the sacrifices they make as well. Absolutely. I, I think that's the thing that we don't always take into account, or we should take into the the life that the uh, people in the military have, the sacrifice, which is right. why they say that, uh, because the separation between the families, not only the pressure on that person, the mom or a dad or whoever it happens to be, the brother or sister who's actually serving overseas or in some battle zone, but the family that they leave behind that needs to then continue on as best it can with a supportive environment uh, through the military, but still without a piece of the puzzle there, without you know part of that nuclear family being there. And we all know how important, whether uh, sociologists admit it or not, how important an intact family is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's always possible to have no family and 
grow up to be the nicest person in the universe. But that's not the typical way it happens. And the typical way it happens for most people percentage-wise is if if you've got a mom and a dad, you're much more likely to succeed. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and that's why we appreciate all the great programming we have here at EWTN on the importance of the uh, the family. Talking with Doug Keck, the President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, and if you didn't catch uh, in terms of what programs are coming up when, there's a lot to look forward to uh, coming up the next couple of days and as we move into June, as we uh, look at the uh, Feast of Corpus Christi and also the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart, please check out the website EWTN.com because all the information will be there. Doug, I, I say this all the time, but one of the things I'm so grateful for uh, EWTN News Nightly, Catholic News Agency, the National Catholic Register, Raymond Arroyo, right. uh, the new in-depth program you have, these news outlets. Somebody asked me the other day on Facebook, where do you get truth? And so, you know, um, not to brag, just fact, but I did put um, all of our links up there because it's such good information. And it's it's written through a Catholic lens, obviously, but it's factual. Hello. What a concept. Right, and that and that's the issue, as we as we say with so many of these things, and that's why I, we always try to say, you know, use this as a touchstone. Uh, for some people, we might be the only resource. For others, right. many others, at least we're a touchstone. So when you're if you're listening to Fox News or Newsmax, or you're listening to MSNBC or CNN, or you're reading the uh, NBC or whatever, you have a way of checking, in a sense, going and saying, okay, I'm hearing this. Okay, what is EWTN saying about this? What is really the Catholic perspective? Right on this uh, so that it allows me to have a, a better way of evaluating what other people are saying because mm-hmm. the biggest problem we have today as we all know is you know you you could go from one channel to the other uh, and have the same exact story repeated totally differently and the problem is that most people in the secular media are not covering religion as a beat and they're just covering it here and there and religion is not important to the secular news media in, in general so you're not getting reporting on well, religious matters from people who even know unless anything it's about negative and right besides exactly. uh, anybody who really believes this stuff uh, you know has too many problems for us to deal with yeah. in their mind doug great thank you have a wonderful memorial day weekend you look too. forward to catching you up with you in the uh, gosh month of june already and again ewtn.com for all the great programming information we discussed and more we'll be right back Catholic dogmas go extinct or change? No, but renegades claim otherwise. Christopher Malloy's Against Recent Heresies offers a roadmap for today's confused Catholics. It presents clear teaching on hell, justification, the true religion, marriage, and sodomy. It shows that recent teachings don't overturn doctrine, but offer gentle beginnings for difficult conversations. We complete these conversations with the whole truth. Sophia Press will release Against Recent Heresies soon. Hello, Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Linson or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you. St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with the Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, vegetables, and other food items. 
The next visit is on Saturday, June 5th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and their food will be placed in their trunks. Have you ever asked, what does the Knights of Columbus have to offer me? There is something for every Catholic family. Being a Knight of Columbus can mean protection through our highly rated life insurance program. It could mean getting involved in your council and parish. It could mean doing more Catholic family activities through our domestic church initiatives. There is something for everyone. Knights of Columbus is the leader in building up our church, and every Catholic man 18 years or older should join today online at knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. From the archives, this this is the wisdom of Mother Angelica. Piety means that we all have one Father. The Eternal Father breathed the soul into my body. Only God creates. And I forget the chances that we had of ever being created. But it goes into the millions. If they were selling tickets for one in ten million, you wouldn't buy one. I wouldn't buy one. I think that'd be stupid. You don't have a chance. But you had not only a chance, but God decided to create you. And he created you with specific degree of holiness that he wants from you. And that's what's so wonderful. We are created by God to be with him in heaven forever. For more about Mother Angelica, visit EWTNRC.com. Catholic Connection on a Friday morning, 29 minutes past the hour, working on getting in touch with Dr. Christie, uh, having a hard time reaching her this morning. Uh, hopefully we can get her soon because she has done a, a great job of uh, raising concerns that Catholic parents and other parents around the country are doing in terms of speaking out against critical race theory, which is being forced upon them. And now this is happening in some Catholic schools, and she addressed this in the National Review piece an opinion piece which we'll post on our archive section and she also has done a great deal of work in this area in terms of understanding some of the problems related to what's happening in our school systems both catholic and public schools so hopefully we'll work on getting her in the meantime uh, i just want to dive in and talk a little bit about um, fact check friday if you're a new listener to ew channel to this program in particular I take this opportunity on Fridays to take a look at a particular news story or stories and the way the media covered it, uh, whether it was uh, maybe an attempt at balance and they did something correctly, in my personal opinion as an experienced journalist who spent uh, some 20 years in the secular media prior to working in Catholic media, or if they did something poorly in terms of not correctly putting a story out there, ignoring the facts, continuing with uh, bias and sensationalism. So this one came as a big surprise to me. I was uh, on the Federalist website, which I really appreciate. I think their uh, editorial pieces are very, very good, and came across a story that a writer did in summarizing a big piece that was on 60 Minutes last weekend with reporter Leslie Stahl. Now, the whole discussion of, quote-unquote, this uh, transgender situation was framed in a discussion on health care, for those who are, quote-unquote, as the LGBTQ community would say, transitioning, which we know that you can't change your sex. Uh, we are made in the image and likeness of God, male and female, and whatever physical things that people try to do to themselves, it does not affect who they are. It created, again, in the image and likeness of God. 
what's happened over the years, and Father Spitzer brought this up when he was with us in our continuing discussion regarding his latest book, Escape from Evil's Darkness, is that people are looking for things in order to make them feel happy, fulfilled, comfortable. And oftentimes, though, because of now the cultural pressure to do more and more dangerous things to try to, quote-unquote, find happiness, that's not the answer. Now, we've seen this for decades with the abortion industry, where the abortion industry is selling to so many women and and all of us that abortion is is a quick fix to your, quote-unquote, problems, as if uh, being able to conceive a child, which is such a gift, is some sort of a disease. And so we now have an entire community, thousands upon thousands upon thousands, even millions if you consider the number of abortions that have taken place since 1973, thanks to Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton. So many people, both men and women, and children, grandchildren who are expressing uh, remorse and regret in terms of their connection to an abortion, whether they actually had an abortion or a member of their family had an abortion or if someone helped procure an abortion. There are just countless testimonies. For example, groups like Silent No More Awareness or folks inside the abortion industry who came out and came over into the pro-life movement, such as Abby Johnson and the great work she is doing with her ministry, and then there was none, then there were none, which helps people who worked in the abortion industry you know, relocate and get a job outside of the industry. They are shunned by society. They are ignored. And so are the women and men who have gone through horrific things after being connected to an abortion. And if you watch our March for Life coverage every year, normally it didn't happen this year because of COVID. It was a whole different structural setup down in Washington. But normally what we do is we go to the Supreme Court, and you see a big portion of that. Uh, And then we also record those interviews and then play them later in various uh, EWTM programs, such as um, Pro-Life Weekly with Catherine Hadro. And you hear the stories. Of, of women and men whose lives were torn apart upside down when they were told that the abortion was the answer. Most people say that they were pressured, that it wasn't about having a choice. They felt they had no choice, which is why they went through with an abortion. So this idea that these are decisions, whether it be, heaven forbid, this whole situation with this gender ideology, uh, whether this is just a free choice, this is just wonderful, this is this, this or that. That's not really happening. And 60 Minutes actually, within the story, started to present this. And after the break, we'll go in a little bit more detail, but I have to say at least it's a start. Now, what 60 Minutes also did is they tried to protect themselves because they knew they were going to get pushback from the left on this, and they did. They got huge pushback because they actually had some young men and young women who detransitioned or retransitioned because this decision to try and quote unquote alter their situation did not make them happy. It made the situation not better, but worse. And what this report did say was just how easy and just how quickly it could be done. This one young woman, we'll we'll, uh, talk about that after the break, actually only had two sessions uh, with an online therapist, and because she was over 18, was able to quickly get the drugs, those hormones that to start this so-called process. And this is now raising a lot of concerns within the psychological and medical communities that are 
seeing this happen. As a matter of fact, there was a story that broke, I think about two years ago, from Great Britain, where there was this so-called clinic that was supposedly working with children, children, who identified as the opposite sex and thought that, you know, quote-unquote transitioning was the best thing for them. And these, these people in the medical field quitting because they said this is nothing more than child abuse. They are barely sitting down and talking to these kids before they are pumping them full of all kinds of hormones. So what 60 Minutes did is it started to, you know, unveil some of these tragic stories that are happening. And I don't know about you, but I have not seen this in the so-called, I don't even want to call them mainstream media, but in the big secular news operations because they've been cheerleaders of this. They've been cheerleaders of abortion. They've been cheerleaders for so-called same-sex marriage and for all kinds of things that, of course, go against not only the Catholic faith, but against the natural law and human dignity. And Leslie Stahl, in one of the clips, says that she's surprised, quote-unquote, which in itself is problematic, that there wasn't more happening with this particular young woman as she was considering going through such life-altering steps. So more on that coming up. And also, a conservative news outlet is suing the mayor of Chicago for race discrimination. Interesting. More Fact Check Friday coming up on your Friday morning, 36 minutes past the hour. Enrollment for the 2021-2022 school year is open at St. Martin de Porres Catholic School in Prosper. They serve students between the ages of pre-K-3 and 8th grade who reside in Prosper, Frisco, Little Elm, and the surrounding communities. At SMDP, they are dedicated to the development of our students in mind, body, and spirit. For more information, please visit them at smdpcatholic.org or call 469-287-7624 for a tour of the school. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. What's wrong, Cecil? I'm just so sad that I have to wait so long for our Summer Speaker Series with Father John Ricardo on August 5th. I'm so excited. Well, you know, the summer months are so fast, they go by quickly. It'll be here before you know it. I guess. But one way you can pass the time is to invite your friends to get their tickets. That's a great idea. I can invite my prayer group, my best friend, my great aunt Ruth, my cousin. Oh boy, I have no idea how long that list is going to go on. Go to SummerSpeakerSeries.com and get your tickets to see Father Ricardo on August 5th. Again, SummerSpeakerSeries.com. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Welcome back. It is a Friday morning. Dr. Grazia Posa Christi will join us at another time. Could not reach her. Hey, it happens. It's live radio. 
But we move on and continue our discussion. We'll uh, regroup and have her on next week, I hope, because she's doing great work with the Catholic Association. We want to get her take on what's happening with uh, these agendas in our schools. Continuing, as I said, Fact Check Friday, taking a look at uh, 60 Minutes piece that I thought was uh, interesting, and I think they did some things well in terms of finally allowing those who are anything but happy with this quote-unquote choice to try and change who they are, which, again, we're not saying that that can happen. We're just saying this is what they they thought going into the process. But what I thought was um, very telling, coming from a news person's uh, perspective, now, Leslie Stahl has been in the business a long, long time, working with CBS News for years, okay? So when you're, when you're doing an investigative report, you should be looking, especially as something as controversial as, as this issue in terms of this whole gender ideology, looking at both sides. And, and in, in one of the clips, she talks about being surprised that there weren't more steps taken by the quote-unquote experts in terms of talking to young people about why they think that trying to change who they are, which, again, they can't, but they think they can, trying to do this to their body is going to make them happy. She also actually had someone from within this field of gender ideology saying how concerned the medical community is, but they're afraid to speak out. Okay, take a listen. I can't believe that. Go ahead. I can't believe that I transitioned and detransitioned, including hormones and surgery, in the course of like less than one year. It's completely crazy. It greatly concerns me where the field has been going. I feel like what is happening is unethical and irresponsible. in some places. Laura Edwards Leeper was the first psychologist at the first major youth gender clinic in the U.S. at Boston Children's Hospital. She says she has helped hundreds of teens and young adults transition successfully after a comprehensive assessment. Do you have conversations with your colleagues about this whole area of accepting what young people are saying too readily? Yes, everyone is very scared to speak up because we're afraid of not being seen as being affirming or being supportive of these young people or doing something to hurt the trans community. But even some of the providers are trans themselves and share these concerns. So what 60 Minutes did is they framed the story, as the Federalist reported earlier this week, around transgender health care access and critiquing a number of recent bills introduced at state levels to protect minors from experimental treatments. Now, the LGBTQ community, as the Federalist reports, is denouncing the CBS News segment on 60 Minutes as fear-mongering. So they're getting uh, big pushback to this. But they also try to cover themselves because this is how concerned they are about upsetting those on the extreme, extreme left, is that they actually put a story on their website. Um, they anticipated, again, the backlash. So they put a story on their website acknowledging the existence of people who detransition, and then they talked about the whole thing from a healthcare perspective, and we're only doing this because there is a healthcare issue. So it was attempting to appease activists by reiterating that they wanted to keep it focused on health care and not make it a political story. Now, you wouldn't see them doing this with any other issue. For example, they will do whatever they want to do, especially if they're attacking someone uh, who might be uh, considered conservative. So on the one hand, I think that they at least are now putting people out there showing that it isn't the be-all and end-all 
in terms of this whole gender ideology and what it's what we're being sold and what we're being told which is of course as I mentioned earlier very similar to what the abortion industry has done in terms of this is such a wonderful thing it's all about choice it's all about freedom my body my choice blah 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 all of this and then we know behind the scenes and we know in real life so many people who have experienced such negative fallout from abortions but yet their voices are still not heard so this is this is a start not perfect but it's a start and uh, I think if we let not only major news organizations know that we were glad to see at least they're starting to recognize this but that more needs to be done that we could not only open their eyes but open the public's eyes in general to the beauty and the truth of the human person and also as father spitzer said earlier this week on this program and as he's mentioned many times with doug keck on father spitzer's universe if you look at just the secular studies and the research that's done on transgender people who who try to do this and think this is going to be the answer the higher suicide rates rates of depression it's it's just staggering in terms of Again, this is not what they thought it was going to be. Another interesting story that is developing is the fact that, um, well, Mayor Lightfoot, who said she was sending the news media a memo about what she saw as a lack of diversity, in particular in Chicago newsrooms, is now getting a legal memo from a conservative news outlet. Daily Caller is suing the Chicago mayor for race discrimination against a reporter who was trying to get an interview with her but was denied because he is white now if you recall the mayor of chicago again claiming that she doesn't think the chicago newsrooms are diverse enough has decided that in order to address this situation she said the news media need to get the memo she's digging in her heels even though she did get some um, some pushback on this not enough as far as i'm concerned but she did get um, some pushback on this now she's getting a memo from this particular reporter they're suing and they're saying you know what this is wrong this is discriminatory and she basically said that she only wants one-on-one interviews done with minority journalists or journalists of color a conservative media outlet filing a lawsuit against Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot accusing her of discriminating against a white reporter by sticking to her announcement not to grant interviews with white people the Daily Caller alleges that Lightfoot violated the First Amendment rights of the outlet and the reporter, Thomas Catanacci, as well as infringing on his equal protection rights under the 14th Amendment. Judicial Watch, a conservative activist group, filed the suit in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois, the Eastern Division. And here's a quote. It's absurd that an elected official believes she can discriminate on the basis of race. This is according to editor Ethan Barton of the Daily Caller News Foundation. Mayor Lightfoot's decision is clearly blocking press freedom through racial discrimination. Lightfoot releasing a two-page letter about 10 days ago outlining why she will grant one-on-one interviews only with people of color. She called out the overwhelming whiteness and maleness of Chicago media outlets, editorial boards, and the political press corps, saying she must take on the labor of educating white people of their implicit bias. Now, certainly, there's nothing wrong with calling for more diversity in the workplace, whether it be in the media or elsewhere. But you don't address the diversity issue by doing the same thing, you know, only the opposite, right? Where she's saying that they're discriminatory, so she's going to discriminate. How does that help anything? And how is that not a double standard? How about, Miss Mayor, that you go and sit down, maybe, 
with the newsrooms and talk to them and encourage them to maybe start scholarship programs for more minority students in journalism school and broadcasting school? How about maybe you start a committee, if you think this is concerned, to raise awareness and to work with the press to make sure that they are reaching out to more minority groups? There's nothing wrong with raising the issue. Nobody's saying that this isn't an issue. Personally, in addition to more diversity in, in terms of uh, color, I think there should also be more diversity in background because our newsrooms today in the secular media are nothing more than people who all agree on the same thing and see the world a different, you know, very differently than we, than we do. So trying to, as Raymond Arroyo said in the show last Friday, trying to fix a problem by exacerbating a problem, as far as I can tell, usually doesn't work. But she is saying that uh, she wants the newsrooms to get a memo. Well, she just received a big legal memo, so we'll see what happens with that. 48 minutes past the hour. That is our Fact Check Friday. When we come back, I'm going to give you some suggestions for this upcoming Memorial Day weekend. Stay tuned. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 10 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan cost goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hello, this is Steve Ray from Footprints of God Pilgrimages. Our Wisconsin pilgrimage is already sold out, but our St. Augustine trip was such a success that we're starting another one in November 1st through the 4th. The beginning of the Catholic history of our country, the first parish and the first parish mass. Great place. Also, three trips to the Holy Land, a St. Paul cruise and Lourdes and Fatima. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. Almost 51 minutes past the hour. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday as we head into the Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer. You are listening to EWTN. This program co-produced by EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. And as you heard Doug Keck mentioned earlier, uh, we have all kinds of great stuff coming up this weekend and beyond. So check it out, EWTN.com, if you missed any of the special programs that Doug discussed with us this morning about uh, half an hour ago. Uh, really excited they're going to be focusing on uh, priests on the front lines, and that's very interesting in terms of priests who are out there 
uh, you know, serving the military as chaplains and their stories. So that's coming up this weekend as well. And I mentioned in my um, tease, what I call tease tea time, the blog that I began about a year ago, given all the negativity and all the bad news that we have out there, I wanted to just provide you know, just some encouragement, some fun ideas, some reflections and whatnot. And so I give you some ideas in this particular blog uh, of how to spend the weekend, right? We're wrapping up the month of May, and it is a beautiful Marian month. And one of the things I suggest, speaking of Mary and Notre Dame, right, is the commencement address by businessman Jimmy Dunn. He is a Notre Dame grad, and he is an amazing person. And his, I found his commencement address, as I say in uh, my T's Tea Time newsletter, very refreshing and very beautifully sincere and simple but basic in terms of what really matters in life. If you're not familiar with him... He was not at the uh, World Trade Center when the attacks occurred on 9-11, but his firm, his financial firm, obviously, was at, uh, the, I believe, the top floor of one of the towers, and he lost many, many, many employees. And he made a commitment that because many uh, employees, of course, had families, he wanted to make sure that those families were cared for. So he promised that he would care for them, and uh, he did. He supported them financially. And actually, one of the families whom he supported, one of their sons, I believe it was a son, was actually graduating on the day that Jimmy Dunn gave the commencement last weekend. So I've got a link to this uh, very beautiful commencement address by Jimmy Dunn, uh, much better than the alternative that, uh, that might have happened but didn't, thanks be to God, because students spoke out and said, nope, um, we can't have this particular person because of what uh, this other person, I think it was actually the president, uh, I don't know if he was invited or not, I don't know if he was actually invited, but the students actually put out a petition saying he shouldn't speak, Joe Biden, because of what he stands for, and he does not uphold church teaching. So anyway, Jimmy Dunn's talk is great, I think he'll enjoy it. Uh, if you're just looking for a little a nugget of inspiration, I uh, mentioned with Doug Keck that I also have a link here to the interview that I did on EWTN's Facebook page two weeks ago with Sister, uh, Sister Angela. And she is a postulator for the cause of canonization for Sister Lucia. And she's just fascinating to speak with. Uh, very brilliant woman. She's a medical doctor. And she's also the head of formation for her order. And her order is all about spreading the Fatima message. So imagine... Uh, her beautiful connection to all of this, and she grew up praying at the tombs of the seers as well. So this means a great deal to her, so I have a link to that. And then also suggesting, if you haven't done so yet, a beautiful way to wrap up the month of May is to actually sit down and watch the Fatima movie. It is available online at FatimaTheMovie.com, and you can find out information about it at that website and different ways to watch it. But I would highly recommend it. I thought the movie was very, very well done. And, of course, we've uh, promoted it heavily here on EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. The other thing I suggest is we're going to be, hopefully, God willing, now that things are opening up, is sharing time again, thank you, Jesus, in person with family and friends. And one of the things I always like to do is bring a special dish from my family history. And so I'm doing that to you. I have a recipe. Uh, my mom, Rosie. May she rest in peace, used to make this delicious olive salad. And so for those who, who are foodies out there, I do have that recipe to my mom's famous olive salad if you'd like to try something a little bit different 
for the Memorial Holiday weekend. Uh, you can find this uh, link to my newsletter on my Facebook page at MrsTeresaTomio.com. And, of course, always stay tuned to EWTN, all the programming information, EWTN.com. I mentioned to uh, Doug Keck earlier that one of the things that I've gotten into the habit of doing over the years, thanks to the suggestion from my friend Steve Ray, is to thanking someone in the military. If you see someone in uniform this weekend in your travels or maybe you're going to be heading over to your local Memorial Day Parade, which, by the way, wonderfully, a lot of those activities are resuming, thanks be to God. In our suburb in southeastern Michigan, I'm seeing signs for our little suburb for where the Memorial Parade is, what time it starts, which is just very refreshing to me. But if you see someone from the military over this weekend or ever, make it a habit to say thank you. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for serving our country. And I think it's a nice habit, and it's something that I've always found that they greatly appreciate and uh, something by which they're very, very surprised. So we wish you a very safe and refreshing Memorial Day weekend. Stay close to Jesus and the church, and don't forget to stay close to us as well at EWTN.com. Because of the holiday, we'll be off on Monday. We will be back on Tuesday with more great Catholic Connection and all EWTN live programming. Have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. For the eighth consecutive year, the Pope St. John Paul II Monstrance is visiting North Texas and will be available for veneration and adoration at many parishes, schools, seminaries, universities, and Catholic centers through June 14th. All are invited to call Joanne at 972-489-3220 to either receive the schedule for the Monstrance or to request a visit to your parish or location. Please make plans to pray for vocations and your other intentions at one of the locations this year. For information, call 972-489-3220. Paracar Care is a proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Here at Paracar Care, we are devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the Euless area, 817 685 2222. And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at parcarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. 
Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 